This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, September 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. A decision soon on Neonic Ben. Newsom orders equity policies and agencies. Climate Spark practices launch and Biden tries to avert a rail strike. Court. Water Board can't curtail pre-1914 rights. A state appeals court yesterday ruled the state water board lacks the authority to order curtailments for diverters with pre-1914 appropriative water rights. That's affirmed a trial court's earlier decision. A coalition of nine Delta irrigation districts brought the lawsuit against the board in 2015 at the peak of the state's last major drought. They successfully argued that letters ordering them to cease diversions violated their due process rights. Industry and Viros push Newsom on Neonic ban. Lawmakers have set Governor Newsom a ban on the use of neonicotinoid on lawns and gardens and groups on both sides are making their cases in op-eds. In an opinion piece for AgriPulse yesterday, Renee Pennell, president and CEO of the Western Plant Health Association, argued that science should drive Newsom to veto the bill. Pennell wrote, quote, is an overreaching, feel-good, non-scientific law worth jeopardizing the health of Californians. She added that AB 2146 would expand the threat of wildfires by removing a tool to combat pests, leading to tree die-offs. Lucas Rhodes, an attorney at the Natural Resources Defense Council, meanwhile, argued it would protect kids and pollinators from, quote, harmful, unnecessary neonic use. Even farmers would win, he reasoned. Newsom directs agencies to strengthen equity policies. Governor Newsom issued an executive order yesterday directing state agencies to embed equity policies into their missions and practices. The aim is to address disparities in historically underserved and marginalized communities. Achieving this will involve more inclusive public engagement and data analysis, according to the governor's office. The order declares the administration will appoint to posts individuals who demonstrate expertise in topics like agriculture, broadband, climate change, and food insecurity in relation to racial equity. The first partner, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, spearheaded the effort and said it will go a long way to shifting workplace cultures as well as the hearts and minds of the workforce. The order also establishes the Racial Equity Commission to recommend policies to agencies. The governor signed several bills on advancing equity yesterday as well. Food costs surge again, offsetting gas price drop. Supermarket prices jumped another seven-tenths percent in August and are up 13.5 percent over the past year, helping to offset the steep drop in gasoline prices. The consumer price index rose a tenth of a percent in August, despite the 10.6 percent decline in gasoline prices. The CPI is up 8.3 percent since August 2021. Prices for cereals and bakery products continue to be a major driver of inflation at the grocery store. They rose 1.2% in August and are up 16.4% over the past 12 months. 
dairy products, which have also contributed significantly to inflation in recent months, rose a more modest three-tenths percent, but are still up 16.2 percent over the past year. Dairy costs had risen 1.7 percent in both June and July. Climate project funding more than triples. The Biden administration is taking a major step today in its efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announcing $2.8 billion in funding for an initial set of 70 projects that will test ways to develop markets for climate-smart commodities. Vilsack also is increasing the total funding for the initiative to $3.5 billion from the $1 billion that was originally planned, which leaves another $700 million for smaller projects. The projects closely align with the recommendations of a coalition of ag and conservation groups, the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance. We basically followed the prescriptions that they outlined to a T, Vilsack said. Now, how it's being received, FACA notes in a statement that the projects will include underserved producers as well as farmers who are already using climate-smart practices, so-called early adopters. The alliance is pleased that the project selected recognized differences between regions, farm size, and forest type, and diversity of production in the United States, FACA says. Now, for more details on the initiative and individual projects, you can go to agripulse.com. Possible rail strike worries ag and ethanol sectors. The Biden administration is working to avoid a railroad strike that has raised alarms in the agriculture and ethanol industry. A federal cooling-off period is set to end Friday. The prospect of any stoppage or further slowdown could be really calamitous for the ethanol industry, said Jeff Cooper president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association. But Cooper applauded the administration for, quote, actively engaging and trying to advert a strike. We are encouraged to hear that talks are progressing, Cooper said. By the way, two key Senate Republicans introduced a joint resolution this week to impose the Presidential Emergency Board's recommended contract to the railroads. The resolution is sponsored by North Carolina Senator Richard Burr, the ranking member of the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee, and Mississippi's Roger Wicker, who's ranking on the Senate Commerce. We have more on the rail service in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also look at concerns some of the food and ag sector have about development of the next dietary guidelines. Soil health and Taiwan right to repair hearings on tap. It's a busy day on Capitol Hill. The head of the Rodale Institute will be among the witnesses at a House Agriculture Committee hearing examining soil health practices and regenerative agriculture. A House Small Business Subcommittee will have a hearing on the right to repair issue. The witnesses will include a representative of a farm from Maine. A House Ways and Means Committee hearing on the future of the U.S.-Taiwan trade will feature testimony from Russell Beening, president of the Texas Farm Bureau. Finally, here's today's He Said It. There was no Tesla without California's regulatory bodies. That Governor Newsom at a climate event yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, September 14th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.